What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with the video and back with the final Mock Draft Monday of the 2023 season and the final off-season video this year. Tomorrow, Tuesday, not going to be a video. Then Wednesday, we're going to do the first week one video, probably the only week one video. To be honest, it's going to be a massive rankings video. That's the structure I'm going with this season for the rankings video is we're just going to walk game by game. We're going to talk about everything we're going to talk about how we expect the game to play out how we expect the teams to look and who we'd be starting in fantasy at all positions for every single game so it's going to be a very very long video but we're going to do like one of those instead of sectioning off into a bunch of different ones there but this is the final one the final mock draft monday this season i think it's like the 20 something mock draft that we've done on the channel uh so we'll go back to the classic half ppr 12 team league uh, something that's not in the middle, uh, probably a late one that we'll do this time. Nine, well, let's squeeze it back a little bit more to ten. Let's do that. We did early and middle recently. Uh, and again, we're gonna do we're gonna do a classic. We have to end this with the normal setup: two running back, two wide receiver, one flex spot, seven bench, no kicker, one defense, composite ADP, high on rookies, high on quarterbacks. Let's see how the team's gonna look. As we all know, with a late first round pick. You're probably looking at the decision between is the top running back left or my double dipping at the wide receiver position. If we look at the, how the draft played out here, it is common to what's going to play out in a lot of hometown leagues. McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, Saquon, Chubb. All off the board. If that happens, we're going wide receiver. Likelihood is we're going to double dip, take two wide receivers at this pick. Kelsey's gone. Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek Hill also gone. Typically, you would have Cooper Cup. Uh, also in that range, of course, the unknown with the injury. We are not taking Cooper Cup in this first pick. We are not taking Cooper Cup at the 203. At the 310, I would. If you watch yesterday's video about my hometown draft, I did draft Cooper Cup. I drafted him at 307. To me, it was worth it. I started off Eckler and Tony Pollard. I felt phenomenal about that start. And I said, you know what? I can figure out the wide receiver position. I'm okay risking it. But also, you'll know, I'm a risky player. I'm cool losing the season if he literally does not play this year. I don't mind it. That's just the type of player that I am because I want to try and build the super team, try and have it to where he shows up in week three. He's amazing. And now I have a huge edge in the league. But anyways, in this draft, uh, again, we will hide the drafted players. No quarterback, no tight end, given that Kelsey's now off the board. Uh, our option at running back would be Tony Pollard, but I'm not taking him in the first round. Uh, and then... Basically, it's Stefan Diggs at wide receiver, who's the best value on the board right now. We're going to take Stefan Diggs. So we take him. At the turn, Lamb, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, and Tony Pollard do come off the board, which means we will not be going to the running back. We'll be testing out a team where we double dip at the wide receiver position. Uh, personal preference is what you would do for St. Brown versus Adams versus Garrett Wilson. Um, Projections-wise, they're going to be very, very, very similar. Um, I'll tell you, in my underdog drafts, I have gotten Adams the most. Then I would guess Garrett Wilson, then St. Brown, but I would say St. Brown and Wilson are very, very close to each other. Again, whatever you feel at this spot, there's no reason to play the ADP game. We're not getting one of them in the next one. If you think St. Brown, likely, I mean, I'm doing the projections right now for week one, obviously. The Wednesday's video is week one projections, week one rankings. Uh, at current Amandre St. Brown is the number three wide receiver in week one. I would not be shocked if he finished as the number one overall wide receiver in week one. I would not be shocked if he was the number one overall wide receiver for the first six weeks until Williams comes back. Like, number one overall in fantasy in all scoring formats. That's how dominant he's going to be to start the year. It'll trickle off a little bit 
at the end of the year, but they're all amazing picks. I think Garrett Wilson could be one. I think Adams, who has been the number one wide receiver in many years, I think he'd be one as well. So again, all personal preference with that pick. I think if it came down to it, I would probably, I would probably take Adams if it came down to that pick. But again, it's whatever you're feeling at that spot. Okay, so we've got Diggs and Adams. We are obviously leaning a little bit away from the wide receiver position here, given that we already have two. We can only start if we pull up uh, the rosters over here. Only start two with the one flex. So any wide receiver take now has to go in the flex spot. Uh, after our pick, Derrick Henry, Jacobs, Najee, Etienne, Stevenson, Mixon, and Gibbs at running back. Wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, Waddle, Olave, Devonta Smith, Higgins, and uh, Calvin Ridley, unfortunately. All the big three go off the board for quarterback, and then Mark Andrews also off the board. So you could go with Lamar at this spot. Um, enough time kind of has passed. Uh, I mean, the early quarterbacks went in round two. We're in the late third round. I would be fine with Lamar Jackson if you wanted to take him here. So that's a, an option you could go with. Uh, I would not take a tight end there. Um, and I would not take any of these running backs. Um, I wouldn't hate it if someone wanted to go with Brees Hall. You thought he was going to start off um, even in like a 55-45 you know, split and just slowly work up into like 70% of the workload. That would be fine if you were all in on Damian Pierce maybe, but there, it's a drop-off. I mean, you just missed out on the top tier of running back to take the first one of this next tier isn't very sharp. So no tight end, no running back. Uh, wide receiver, uh, Metcalf, Keenan Allen. Amari Cooper, Debo, definitely stand out. Uh, but I'll say I would have drafted Calvin Ridley there uh, and taken like three, you know, what I think could be top seven wide receivers this season. Uh, to take Metcalf here, I don't know. I think the best move actually would be lock up Lamar Jackson. Probably can still get one of those wide receivers in the fourth round if I really wanted to do that. Maybe start off with an RB0 build, uh, then hopefully hammer out a few running backs in the next few rounds. To take Metcalf, uh, you know, Lamar's probably not going to be there. Then what? Right? Then we hope to take what? A fourth wide receiver and start the bench. That doesn't make much sense. We'd almost be forced into taking maybe TJ Hawkinson a little bit earlier than we want to. So just like strategy wise, I feel like it makes sense to just secure that, you know, quarterback who could legitimately be number one by two points. I mean, that's in the range of outcomes for Lamar Jackson is that he is the number one quarterback by multiple points this season. Uh, like points per game, obviously not multiple like total points of the season. He could score 28 points per game and no one would be super surprised. I uh, just noticed that my three players all have week 13 by. Uh, I get that question so many times in the off season. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Also, it's week 13. That means I have 12 consecutive weeks to start the year where I've got those first three picks. Maybe it hurts me in week 13, but I also don't know what my team's going to look like in week 13. I really just wouldn't worry about it. It can be a tiebreaker. Maybe our next one, if we have the decision between two players and one is another week 13 by, maybe other than that, don't pay attention. So no quarterback again. Um, option for Brees Hall. Again, I mean, I mentioned him in the last round, so obviously we're going to mention him in this round. Uh, Mattis, it looks like um, David Montgomery did go off the board. So Metcalf went, Aaron Jones, Ken Walker, and Damian Pierce all go off the board. So Brees Hall is an option. Uh Again, those same two wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. So, and I guess Debo Samuel as well. But we would go with Keenan Allen and Cooper before him. The thought here is, what are we going to be left with, basically, when we get to 510 and 503? I mean, the likelihood is, each one of these rounds, we've seen, what, 5, 4, 4. 
We're probably averaging around four to five running backs per round will be off the board. And since about two rounds will go by between our next pick, we should assume that around eight or nine probably running backs will be gone. If we look at these top eight or nine running backs, I mean, that brings us down to like, hopefully Rashad White's left, but like Javante Williams, Dave Montgomery, um, Pacheco. And like, are we going to like our team if our starting running backs are Javante Williams and Dave Montgomery? I mean, maybe if I can grab Keenan Allen here, I have, you know, an amazing quarterback, two great wide receivers, great flex. I can throw those two in there and be fine. Sure. Uh, But then you say, okay, well, what about wide receiver? I I assume similar, yeah, similar amounts of wide receivers. Maybe we can assume closer to 10 wide receivers will come off the board. 10 wide receivers go. We're looking at, you know, Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson, Mike Williams, Honestly, the drop-off to those players from Keenan Allen and Mark Cooper isn't that insane, but I would say the drop-off from the running backs right now into that next range, especially the rest of the running back run, is insane. So strategy-wise, you're probably looking at Brees Hall or going with TJ Hawkinson, but I don't I don't think you need to go with Hawkinson at this pick. So I think you take Brees Hall. Um, I understand being hesitant on that. If you didn't want to take Brees Hall and you wanted to go with one of Miles Sanders or Alexander Madison, I think that's fine to do. Um, I've been warming up to Brees Hall a lot more because, I mean, everything we're reading right now is kind of like Brees Hall might be in, in better shape to get more touches in week one than Dalvin Cook. Like, Dalvin Cook is not, you know, necessarily in game shape yet. So Brees Hall could be the, you know, 1A even in week one. And we all know that if both are 100% healthy, Brees Hall is obviously getting more touches than Dalvin Cook. This is a team that, you know, we think is going to be good on offense. We think is going to be running the ball a lot. Uh, we think is going to be very efficient. I mean, I'm warming up a lot. To Brees Hall. I think he's going to be great this season. Um, saw someone. I don't remember who it was, so I can't exactly quote who. Um, someone had a take that was basically like, if he doesn't tear his ACL, he's probably the number one running back in drafts. I don't know that it'd go that far, um, but it's possible, right? He was on a clear path to rookie of the year. He was going to have, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but probably, what, 12 to 1,300 yards, probably could have scored 12-plus touchdowns last season. He does that in year one, goes into year two. You would have been probably a top four pick in drafts. You would have been taking him probably over Austin Eckler. So if there's a chance you're getting that player in round three, and it only takes a few weeks to get there, probably not a terrible thing to do. So we take that. Um, I'll pull up what comes off the board. Uh, looks like at running back, we were right. Eight come off the board. Taylor, Dobbins, Sanders, Madison, Akers, Connor, and Juwan Williams. Wide receiver, looks like only five come off the board. Debo, Amari, Keenan Allen, uh, DJ Moore and Hopkins. We get three tight ends, Hawkinson, Kittle, and Waller. Uh, and then we get Burrow, Herbert, and uh, Justin Fields, which is totally fine. We want quarterbacks coming off the board. Uh, so we're not going to go with tight end at this point. We need Pitts, Goddard, Pat, Ingram, all the fall, and Joku. We'll, we'll target them at the end. We're not going quarterback. Obviously, we have Lamar Jackson. So we're running back and wide receiver here. Um, love some of these wide receivers. Don't need two. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that, like, we're going to get one of Christian Watson, Drake London, Brandon Ute, Chris Godwin. I mean, there's only four picks go by. They're probably not all taking wide receiver. If we don't get that, we can probably just get Kirk or Deontay Johnson. It would be fine. Um, but we don't need to. Again, we don't need to draft that bench spot because I do think it's valuable to grab a running back here. So we're definitely grabbing at least one running back. Uh, top ones on the board, James Cook, Rashad White, David Montgomery, drop off. To me, I think it makes sense to definitely take one of these first, see what happens at the turn. We won't be upset if multiple running backs come off the board, but I kind of want two of that tier, James Cook, Rashad White, and Dave Montgomery. 
Another feel-based thing, it really depends how you feel about James Cook. If you think he gets the workload he saw in the preseason, um, probably is, is easily the best pick at this point. Um, obviously, Dave Monk, or, um, uh, Damian Harris is going to steal goal line touches. That's just going to happen this season. But I have that projected to happen. I have James Cook for maybe like 20% of the rushing touchdowns. He still projects great just given the, the efficiency, given how well he's using the receiving game, given that like he'll still be designed looks in, in the red zone in the receiving game and on the ground. So he's still going to be very, very good. I think the move would be you take James Cook. If one of White or Montgomery are there, you take that as your flex. Not necessarily need to use them as the flex, but take it as your flex. Grab that third running back, haven't abandoned it for a while. Then start attacking the wide receiver position again because we're still going to get good options at our next pick. So uh, we'll see what happens. Again, if both come off the board, though, we're still going to get uh, a good wide receiver. None come off the board. Uh, it looks like McLaurin, London, Goddard, and Pitts go off the board. So tight ends flying. Fine when that happens. Um, it's like the opposite of my league, my hometown league. No one takes tight end. Everyone just waits till the end to take them. But I know some of you play in leagues where it's the opposite, where tight ends fly off the board very early on. Um, it's just going to be random. Whatever your league prefers, uh, you just kind of have to roll with what's happening there. Um, but with this, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm not taking Pat here. I'm not taking Evan Engram here and Joku. We'll wait if we don't get them. We'll wait. We can get Chig. We can get Kincaid. We can get Jawan Laporta. Um, probably would want one of them, but we'll have options later on. So I think we take the running back um, between Rashad White and Dave Montgomery. I think you go with Dave Mon Montgomery. I mean, from a medium projection standpoint and from like a, I don't know, like you just know he's going to be involved in the offense. You know the ceiling is there if Gibbs ever got hurt. Um, and I'm still just scared of Sean Tucker. The, the whole season, I've been scared of Sean Tucker. I know Rashad White. Um, my machine learning model loves him. I know from a talent perspective, like if he racks up these receptions, he can be awesome in fantasy. I don't know. Back of my mind, I'm just like, if they kept if they kept um, Sean Tucker on the roster, I'm scared. They kept him. I'm a little bit scared. The roster right now. Lamar, Brees, James Cook, Diggs, Adams, David Montgomery. Looking very, very good there. Um, we're still going to load up. We're not going to look at tight end at this spot. So keep going running max and wide receiver. Um, standing out to me at receiver. A number of solid options, and I do think double dipping here is also a good idea. Um, Marquise Brown is their top player. Marquise Brown is just so tough. Um, I talked about him in the um, the video about bold predictions, just being like, I don't think he's a top scoring Arizona wide receiver because I honestly think they could trade him this season. They're going to be so unbelievably bad for the most part. You're like, oh, well, that's a good thing. They're going to be trailing. He'll be the clear top target. Yeah, but they're going to try and run a ton. They're going to play slow. Then they're going to get down. Yeah, he's going to be you know catching passes from what like. I don't even remember the guy's name. Is it Clayton Tooney? Tooney? I don't even know. Terrible quarterback play. Um, but they're not going to have many offensive plays because it's like, yeah, they're down and throwing, but then they go three and out. And the other team gets the ball. They play slow. They run it. Well, the Cardinals defense is also very bad. So that's going to take a lot of time off the clock. It's like it, they're going to get into these games where they run like 50 plays. And you're like, I don't even care that he's a 20% target share. It doesn't even matter. Uh, so it's tough. But if they trade him, like what if he got traded to like the Lions? What if the Lions wanted to trade for Marquise Brown? Well, now this is an absolute home run pick at this spot. So I don't really know. I mean, I think the upside is is worth taking a shot on. Um, it's just not a fun pick to make, but I think my projections kind of have him in this general range. If you didn't want to go with him, um, Addison, Gabe would be fine. Sutton would be fine if you want that quick start. Uh, maybe you'd start Sutton over Dave Montgomery because, uh, again, Judy's not going to play in week one. I don't think he's been confirmed. He's not going to play in week one. Uh, they have a good matchup in week one. Sutton's just going to need to have a huge target share. He's a good player to, you know, draft because he can maybe get you that win early in the season. Um, Cooks is great. 
JSN's great, Flowers, Burks, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore. I want these receivers, so I think it's a good idea to start attacking that position again. Uh, so we'll take Marquise Brown. Honestly, it really is the off chance that he gets traded away. Uh, up at our next pick, who would I prefer? On this build, you don't... I don't know that you necessarily need Sutton because... Maybe you would, though, because it's tough. We need the reports from Brees Hall. If the reports were like Brees Hall's only getting 10 touches in week one, you start Montgomery over Brees Hall, you drop Hall to the bench, you start Sutton. But if Brees Hall's going to play over Dalvin Cook, well, now he's probably getting closer to 15, 17 touches. Now I want him definitely in my starting lineup. So tough call there. Um, I would say long-term, though, I'd prefer Addison and Gabe over Sutton. I'd prefer Brandon Cooks. I'd prefer JSN probably over him. Um, so probably would come down to one of those four. Um, I don't necessarily think I need to play it safe with this build, but I'm also, I'm not drafting Gabe Davis. I have James Cook and, and Diggs. I'm not going to draft another Buffalo Bills player. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a huge, a huge difference between these players. Um, I love JSN. Huh. That would be a tough one. I know if I pulled up the projections, I promise you they're within like a point across the entire season, like 10 total yards, you know, one reception for five yards. It's it's really got to be a field-based thing when it's that close in the projections. Um, you could theoretically play ADP game, but again, I love that's why sometimes middle picks are nice because you can play it a little bit more. I'm not getting one of them in the next round, so I don't think we can really do that. Oh, I just missed Dotson at the pick before. That would have been really nice. I don't know. Between Jahan... Cooks and JSN, I guess if I'm going for long-term upside, it's probably not Cooks. It's probably Jahan or JSN. And given that I just don't know how long JSN is going to be out for, we'll take the top one in their ADP, take Jahan. Unfortunately, JSN does come off the board. A lot of wide receivers, actually, between these picks. JSN, Gabe, Cooks, Michael Thomas, Sutton, Flowers, Odell, Elijah, Traylon, and Kadarius Toney. Not many running backs. Dylan, Gibson, uh, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, uh, who theoretically you could go after that first one. I think people are going to over-project Jamal Williams in week one, though. The, mo- the volume is going to be monster, but it's a terrible spot for rushing, unfortunately. Uh, Charbonnet, Penny, and then P. Ryan. Um, tight end has not been drafted since the 605. We were at the 910. So a long time has gone by since a tight end has come off the board. Thing is, I don't even really want Pat. Uh, I would prefer David Njoku. Um, I think I actually have Pat projected for a few more points, but like ADP-wise, I'd rather just wait even longer and try to get Njoku. So I'm not going to take that. Um, Skymore kind of is one of these last higher-end wide receivers, so he's in consideration. Uh, you know, I like Mostert. You know, I like Jalen Warren. Um, A-Chain has some upside. You know, what if... Because realistically, if like, you know, they got rid of Gaskin, they're not getting Jonathan Taylor right now, Um what if Mostert, who's like a billion years old, gets injured? Jeff Wilson's already injured. Like, you could pretty easily get to a scenario where A-Chain's getting 30, 35% of the carries. And in that offense, that wouldn't be terrible. Uh, so you could see it. You can see a path with A-Chain. Um, none of them stand out to me, though. And I feel pretty good about the three running backs I have, just being able to use two of them at least, that I would rather go with Sky Moore here, wide receiver that should be on the field a ton in Kansas City. Um, and actually, two of those running backs are still on the board after we take... Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was a short turn. So Harris goes, Mostert goes, Juju goes, and um, Quentin Johnson goes. I think the best move is to split now. I don't think any wide receivers really stand out. So I would take the top running back. The top running back is Jalen Warren. You know I love Jalen Warren this season. I think he's going to be used a lot more than people think. 
Um, I think there's a realistic chance. I know the beat writers are saying no, the team's saying no. I think there is a realistic chance if he stays as efficient as he is, if Najee doesn't gain efficiency. I know it's like, oh, Najee's slimmed down, Najee's faster. We get these reports from players all the time. If that didn't happen, he's still averaging like 3.8 yards per carry, and Warren's averaging like 4.7. Like, they're going to give more work to the guy who's just producing better. Um, I think last year it was more just like he's an undrafted rookie. You know, we still have Najee Harris, you know, this like high draft cap the year before. It even happens again this year. A little bit more of a case to go towards him. So, uh, we're looking good. Brees Hall, James Cook, David Montgomery, and Jalen Warren. Uh, we've got a lot of wide receivers. Diggs, Adams, Brown, that's uh, Marquise Brown, Addison, and Sky Moore. Um, so, we can, I would say, split again, running back and wide receiver at this spot. Um, but... I think the better move is take David Njoku. There's a clear drop-off after David Njoku into the like Schultz, Higby, Chig, Kincaid sort of range. Njoku has a great rapport right now with uh, Deshaun Watson. He is a red zone threat. He's someone I think could like lead tight ends in touchdown scoring. Sounds unrealistic. I think he has that sort of upside. Love Njoku this season. Um, pretty clear pick in my opinion, at that spot, waiting to that range and getting it before we had to double dip. Because if we didn't do it, we probably would have had to take two, you know, one like Chig uh, and then like a Jawan Johnson. And then we have one bench spot left. Now we can kind of spend this bench spot on grabbing, you know, um, maybe two running backs and a receiver. Kind of depends on what value really shows up. Um, I would say we probably want to lock up Roshan Johnson. Um, I know that, um, I know it's a possibility that uh, Khalil Herbert, just gets a little bit more work early on the season. That's probably going to happen. I think over time, Roshan just could carve out a workload. And if there's an injury, like Roshan has plenty of upside. If you weren't going with Roshan, I mean, you don't really want Chuba. Kendra's already injured. Wilson's missing four gains. Gus has no upside. Spears is a pure handcuff. Like you start getting down to these running backs, like Joshua Kelly is a pure handcuff. Kyron Williams, limited upside. Like Ty Chandler's almost a pure handcuff and they could still sign someone. You get down all those ranges, like I just think there's a little bit more upside with Roshan. So I'd rather get Roshan than honestly, probably I can maybe we can take one of these running backs, but I might prefer to just double dip at receiver. Who's like a pure upside wide receivers that we can draft at this spot? Um Gallup definitely has upside. We can kind of highlight his name there. Um Alec Pierce has some upside if that offense can get going. Jaden Reed, if he can become like you know a target hog from the slot. Um Shahid's not bad, but I feel like he's more of an underdog play than like a season-long play. Um, ADPs have definitely gotten better, I'll say. ADPs are better at this point of the season, which makes sense. They probably should be recording this on September 4th. Um, but yeah, I think, I think honestly, play here is probably just a split. I don't know that any of these wide receivers are really worth going after in like a season-long format where we're probably just going to add a free agent for them at some point. So why not take a handcuff running back as well? Um, I think the move would be take Gallup. Uh, take the highest handcuff is probably Joshua Kelly. Maybe Eckler gets injured in week one. And we really hit on that one and then go after our defense, which is the New Orleans Saints because of the schedule. If you're not going Saints, it's either Commanders or it is uh, Chargers, who I don't think are on the board. I think they've already been drafted. So that is the team. That is the last mock draft Monday we'll do for this season. Final roster, Lamar Jackson, Brees Hall, James Cook, Stephon Diggs, Devonta Adams, David Njoku, David Montgomery and the Saints defense in the bench, Marquise Brown, Addison, Sky Moore, Jalen Warren, Roshan, Gallup, and Joshua Kelly. So we'll be back Wednesday with that massive start-sit video. We're going to go over all the positions, break down all of the games one by one for the entire week, and then it'll be week one. 
Thursday will be the kickoff of the first game. Sunday, huge slate of games. Good luck to everyone this season. Good luck if you still have your draft. But I'll see you guys in the next one. And thank you all for watching.